0: We We are the champions, champions, my friends, friends. and we'll keep on fighting fighting till the end. Democrats are set to take control of the U.S. Senate, House, and the White House.
1: This will go down as one of the most progressive administrations in American history.
0: God willing, everything is on the table.
1: You now can pass things without a filibuster threat.
2: Oh, you will regret this? And you may regret it a lot sooner than you think. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Welcome to a very special mimosa edition of the <laughs> Ruthless Variety Program. <laughs> There's much to celebrate, gentlemen. It's great.
0: I, I love that in, even in victory, we're willing to embarrass ourselves by doing the We Are
2: the Champions. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, gonna, well, God willing, you'll hear it a lot.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that's one of the lessons we got from last night. On top of everyone you know, having a great time drinking and and making good money on Predict It. It's pretty clear not only that the Dems have themselves in a pickle, but they have no idea how to get out of it. They're not going to change course. They're going to do the same. Oh, my gosh, parents are domestic terrorists and everything is racism. Well, because here comes
0: the here comes the interesting part, right? You've got the progressives. You have the two or three moderates who still exist in the Democratic Party, and they're going to point their fingers at each other and say, you know, the reason why you know, McAuliffe lost is because, you know, we uh we went too far or we didn't go too far enough. Right. Know? Oh yeah. That's
2: guns pointed directly at one another. Right. Right. And maybe, just maybe, it might be all the stupid shit that you did that led us to this moment to begin right. with. Right. Right. So obviously we're talking about the big win from Glenn Yunkin uh yes. last night, the governor elect of the Commonwealth of Virginia. That's right. I can't believe I'm saying it.
0: It's so great.
2: It is so great. But listen, and you all know this. For those of you who've been listening to us from the very beginning, we've been telling you through some dark times. Dark times. That that reinforcements are on their way. Right. And that the tide is turning. And if you stick together and if you don't take the bait, we can run against these guys and we can win. And if we organize around the issues, that will mobilize
0: voters and electoral majorities. Schools. We were talking about that in
1: February,
2: right? Right. You know. Right, and then you know, look, it didn't help. It didn't hurt that we had Glenn Youngkin on before everybody else, too. That's right.
1: I, I, I think that's a very important point. Is. Ruthless is pretty much single-handedly responsible for that victory. <laughs> we had we had uh, Governor-elect Yunkin on April sixth, episode
2: fifty-two, April sixth, twenty twenty-one. So yeah, there you, you, heard, go. you heard it here first. And <laughs> but listen, let's break this down a little bit. I know we got some fun stuff we want to do. Yeah, but you'll recall coming into this election, uh, Terry McAuliffe basically said the only reason it's close at all is because of the made-up racist. Uh, campaign tactic that Youngkin was deploying by calling out the practice of critical race theory in our schools. Well, it turns out that everybody pretty much rejected the hell out of that argument.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think that really speaks so much to where the Dems find themselves this morning, where their entire strategy for dealing with seeing parents who are pissed off at. What their kids were being taught saw with their own eyes, heard what was on those like Zoom school calls. Uh, Like we, Duncan, you just mentioned it was like some dad had or was in the New York Times. Some dad had heard uh, his daughter's Zoom school, and uh, the teacher was saying like all white men are slave owners. No, the white
0: white white men
2: are the slave owners of the 21st century. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. just (laughs) lunatic stuff, lunatic stuff, and they but they saw it with their own eyes. Yes, so so you can't just lie to people, right? Right, and that's basically what they were doing. But here's what's most interesting. I'd like to introduce the Democratic Party to win some Sears. Yes. Yeah. She's the lieutenant governor-elect, a, a lifelong Republican who's an African-American. Yeah. How do you square that circle? <laughs> How do you square that circle if you're a Democrat this morning? Or, you know, perhaps you can look a little further down ticket, and that's where you'll find the first Latino statewide elected uh, uh, attorney general. In Miarris, the Commonwealth yeah. of, of, of Virginia, Jason Meares. <laughs> Or, or you can look kind of at the, all the House districts that flipped, which is now a Republican majority. There are people who are invested in Virginia politics who told you just a year ago, they think it's probably impossible to regain a state House majority yeah. in in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Well, they did it, right? You know how they did it? They flipped districts that were plurality black seats. Let's go. Let's yeah,
1: I mean, who knew? It turns out that black people are also concerned with their child's education. Where, you know, the entire time you were told this is a—the Dems were, were saying this is a made-up issue. There's Parents should not have a role in their child's education. Right. Like, McCollum is straight up saying this. Right.
0: I, it's a fundamental flaw in the Democrat strategy to view all, you know, people by these monolithic silos. White people, black people, Hispanic, Right. We all have kids. Yeah, is, is we it, all care about their education, and you can't, you know, see see something like uh, what's been going on in our schools, and like blame it on, you know, racist Republican white people, and think like that's going to work.
2: Uh, it, it, what's funny is this is not a McAuliffe tactic. This right. is a Democratic tactic. This yeah. is what they do. Right. Every argument boils down, at its core. To a charge of racism, sexism, classism. Yes. Right? And and, and it's basically in that order escalating racism is where, where they land at the end of every election. Well,
0: and with in- intersectionality now that they love to talk about, if you can get all three in there, it's a triple word score, right. which means you've won.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. But now it's getting awfully difficult to keep your eyes on that because, frankly, voters of all... Backgrounds, races, men, women, northern Virginia, southern Virginia, out in the hills, everywhere. Urban,
0: rural, and suburbs.
1: Also, also, it's important to note, uh, Glenn Youngkin won the Latino vote, 55-44. Yeah, so what's up?
0: Right. What's up, Dems? Yeah, if you, if you look at where the vote total shifted by county, all the arrows are moving red. The rurals, the urban areas, The suburbs. He won everywhere.
2: Yeah. Well, I, look, we've we've talked about this a lot because Virginia, as we've talked about in previous episodes, has an outsized impact on where midterms head. Yes. Right? It tells you things about the electorate. And if you look back at 17, 2009, 2005, every time there was a a one-party hold on Washington, the results out of Virginia were unmistakable and they were predictive. Yes. Right? Right? What you can take away from what happened last night is the economy, the idea that regular people aren't paying attention to inflation. They're not paying attention to their grocery store shelves. They're not paying attention. Like at the White House, they just think it's a its a rich person problem. Yeah. yeah. right. I mean, that
1: tells you how. High like, class problem. They, oh, have, yeah. they have no idea what the rest of the country is dealing with outside of, you know, where they shoot like TikTok videos of how fun it is to be at the White House while parents are like, I don't know if I can get Christmas presents for my kid. Right. I might not be in the store. I might not be able to afford them. I'm paying twice
2: for gas. And you can't beat real concerns that people have by screaming Trump into the microphone five times and then accusing people of being racist. Yeah. yeah
1: it's, 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 it's a really tired playbook, but the thing is, is they're just completely stuck with it. They, they have no answers. The, this administration, the Democrats who control the House and the Senate, are responsible for this nightmare economy. Biden came in promising he was going to shut down the virus, not shut down the economy. And we've gotten the exact opposite. More Americans have died from COVID in 2021 than in 2020. He was handed off multiple vaccines. Um, and and he hasn't accomplished anything he promised. Everything he he has touched, has ended in disaster, with this Afghanistan withdrawal, which, like we saw on the show, is just like a huge marker. It's kind of like the the straw that broke the camel's back that, you know, Americans at that point were like, man, these people really have no idea what they're doing. And then you add that on top of gas prices, grocery store it's prices. It's everything.
2: everything. It's literally everything. But, you know, <laughs> look, last night was wonderful. The fellas were over smug. I think you were probably up. Uh, doing your own celebration. Uh, but we were sitting, we were having some hot toddies. Because it was a chilly night here. In it was. We are having some hot toddies. We were watching MSNBC. Yeah. For two reasons. One, Cornacki does a pretty nice job at the numbers. I think
0: Cornacki is is very, very talented at, at his job. Yeah. He keeps you engaged. You know, he's looking at the camera. He's bringing you back to the screen. It's great stuff. But the the second part's the real reason.
2: Yeah. So you can really, like... I mean the emotional outpour of like Rachel Maddow and the whole cast and crew of MSNBC when they know when they know right everything they've been talking about for the last 11 months is utter horse shit <laughs> and it was it was great to watch like you saw them
1: freaking out and like Nicole Wallace yeah flipping out just like, losing her mind completely losing her mind and and it was it was beautiful cuz you saw they are not learning a single thing they're doubling down they're tripling down on it
0: it says it says a lot, smug, that on MSNBC they got to bring in Chris Hayes for the sober take, I like know. for the sober analysis, because everybody else has already lit their hair on fire.
2: Oh, it was so great! And then the, I love the other little pivot that they use, which they all, all of a sudden start talking about these super small like mayoral races and shit, because they can't talk about the right. broader. As soon as they realize that like Jersey was also a problem,
0: yeah. They were like, oh, shit. Right. We got to talk about the New York mayor's Let's race. Let's get
2: the New York <laughs> mayor. And then they started surfacing like bizarre little, <laughs> bizarre, tiny no, I, elections. I, I remember
1: I flipped over uh, to MSNBC in between. So I, me and a bunch of buddies were just going ham on Predict It because, I mean, <laughs> mean there was just a lot of money to be taken from Dems last night. So in, wait, hold in up, insane. Let me pause
2: you on that. For those of you who don't know, Predict It is like a gambling website for political results.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
2: Right. And, I mean, it's
1: not just, like, who do you think is going to win? Is it going to be, you know, Yunkin or McAuliffe? It's also, like, what do you think the margin is going to be? Is it going to be McAuliffe by one, McAuliffe by two? You know, like, if you're a real gambling degenerate and you like politics. (laughs) Yeah,
2: right. But they use it like a market, right? So it's not like a betting place where there's a bookie that that sort of, like, takes the bet. You're all in it together, right? And so the numbers rise and fall. Like, for example, at the start of the day yesterday, Yunkin and McAuliffe were, like, 50-50, for some dumb reason, Yunkin fell all the way down to, like, 43. Yeah. So you could buy shares of Yunkin for, like, th- 43%. And, smug, you were all over this. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been following it for a while.
1: Uh, I got a, a buddy, Elliot, who is, like, the king of Predict It, who <laughs> made an absolute killing. Like, he got in—like, uh, typically, you buy, and it's, like, 23 cents— you know, 24 cents, like, it's, it's in cents for the dollar, right? And that's right. how many shares you buy. He got in on Yonkin at, like, 23 cents, you know? <laughs> and, like, you know, once he wins, it's 99 cents. So, I mean, he cleaned up. Goes
2: all the way to, the, wrote it all up. the way to the top. Yeah, well, if you were betting Republican last night, you had a whale of a night. Yeah. All the way through. And, you know, let me say this. Jersey, um, which, you know, they're still counting votes. I never, ever, ever. Would have thought that Jack Chitterelli could have knocked off Governor Murphy.
1: I mean, it, it's it, they're still, I guess, deciding the race. The fact that I mean, we're talking about thousands of votes, maybe, are going to decide this in in, in New Jersey. Which, right? Like, how how much further deep blue can you get? <laughs> um, there were a lot of also. Uh, uh, Local races in New Jersey. They had, I think it was a, a, a yes, yeah, their state senate. Yeah, state senate president. I yeah, think the A
0: Democrat. Yeah,
1: the, the Democrat state senate majority leader. Like it's st- the race is still being decided, but it looks he like- he could go down. He could lose to this guy, who uh, he, he, he has only spent, I want to say, like a hundred and fifty dollars on his campaign. He didn't have a website. He's a grandfather. He's got he's got three kids, like six grandchildren. Truck driver. Uh, spent hundred fifty bucks and could possibly have knocked off the Senate majority
2: leader of New Jersey. Like, what a night for Dems. (laughs) Well, there was just a a big change. Just a big change. And you gotta think that it is due to what Democrats are doing and then what Republicans are doing. They're staying on message. They're delivering. And I mean, gosh, guys, it's just been a long time since I've felt this good about things.
0: I feel great. I'd like to feel even better right now by doing a new segment. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, no, I, it, I, what is this?
0: This is uh, uh, the worst takes yes. on the Virginia governor's race. Um, we're going to do sort of like a countdown, like a top five countdown here of the worst takes, uh, just so we can all really enjoy and bask in the stupidity. <laughs> um, so, number five. This is from Plumline. Uh, back in February on the issue of schools. The Republican calculation appears to be that by pushing now for schools to reopen quickly, they will have placed themselves on the right side of the issue early on. Indeed, as my post colleague Dave Weigel reports, this Republican attack, which is ubiquitous, also routinely includes some version of the notion that the science is actually on the Republican side. (laughs) The idea seems to be that if and when schools do reopen... It will prove Republicans were right all along. But the complication here is that if and when that happens, the party in power is likely to get the bulk of the credit. <laughs> 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 it's hard to be more wrong.
2: Well, and he really wound himself into a knot to get there, didn't he? Yeah. It's like, oh, they were saying things and people want right. that. Tr- but trying
0: super, super hard not to just admit the obvious that we're right. <laughs>
2: But that's how Dems find themselves in this situation. Well,
0: yeah, right. And I mean, it's it's, it's other stuff, too. I mean, like, and he points out in here that's like, you know, Biden's mandate is to get back to normal. And clearly he didn't do that. No, no. Right? The opposite of that. Oh, it's, it's a good one. But I can top it <laughs> with number four. <laughs> Larry Sabato from the University of oh, Virginia's Center of Politics talked about the Virginia gubernatorial election on Monday and the impact of, quote, white resistance and, quote, <laughs> white white backlash in the race between Republican Glenn Youngkin and Democrat Terry McCullough. Quote, there's a lot of we can call it white backlash, white resistance, whatever you want to call it. Sandoval said of the education issue, it has to do with race. And so we live in a post-factual era, anyway, Chris. This is a post-factual era. It doesn't matter that it isn't even taught in Virginia schools. Oh my God!
2: <laughs> it's Wait, this, this is a holy yes, cat. yes.
0: It's this generalized attitude that whites are being put upon, and we've got to do something about it. We quote, being white voters.
2: On but has he met Winsome
0: Sears? This guy said he's done some polling before in his life. <laughs> really dig into those results here, Larry. I invite you and and, and see how Hispanic voters and Black voters uh, think about these things.
2: Yeah, I would invite you to open up those cross tabs, take a look at the precinct data. Yeah, well, get back to us, Larry. You dumb <laughs> shit. This guy, this guy used to be a respectable individual. Lo- he was, he's lost his mind. He was somebody, honestly, who who people generally look to for forecasting yes advice on elections Trump broke him. yeah he broke him. boy that's a bad take.
0: It's bad. We can we, we can even get worse here. <laughs> number three this is from Van Jones. Oh boy <laughs> Van Jones on CNN calls Glenn Yunkin the Delta variant of Trumpism. same disease but spreads a lot faster. And can get a lot more places.
2: Oh my God. Wait a second. So, what? The Delta variant
0: of Trumpism. Yeah, that's Glenn Youngkin. I mean, that
2: nice guy, the nice
0: guy in the fleece vest. He's Corona.
1: (laughs) And and they didn't learn at all, at all. Like, you know, how many times did Terry McAuliffe scream Trump, 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 Trump? Because they have no message to voters, they have no message to Americans who are struggling to make ends meet. All they say is Trump, 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 and and that's what I'm saying. They just double down.
2: Dude, it got so bad, Smug, that the literal closing event that Terry McAuliffe did, his final applause line was, and my opponent is doing an event tonight with Donald Trump. Straight up line. They just lied. Just made it up. It it wasn't happening. He just just made it up. Yeah. Oh.
0: Number two. I can't believe they get worse. I can't
2: believe they get worse. (laughs)
0: I think you guys are going to know the second. <laughs> 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 Jennifer Brainworms yes, Ruben. <laughs> yes, the queen, folks. <laughs> She's quote tweeting a Terry McAuliffe clip from uh, the debate. It says the Bill Crystal endorsement will be big, trust me.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, she may have been right. It's that's right. big for Glenn it's Youngkin. Really big for Glenn. <laughs> oh, wow! That's spectacular.
0: So good, so good. And the number one worst take in the Virginia governor's race from the Washington Post. This is an opinion piece. Parents claim they have a, they have the right to shape their children or their kids' school curriculum. They don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They do now. (laughs) Wow,
0: you were wrong there, huh?
1: I mean, that's it right there. That's it right there. Just an incredibly tone-deaf party. They're stuck in their ways. I don't think they can turn this ship around. Their party and their policies are responsible for all the problems that we're facing right now. It's under their watch when they got the House, the Senate, and the White House. So so what can they say? Uh, Hey, guys, we screwed up vote for us again? Right. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. There's no solution and we're going to have so many great candidates in this cycle. Yeah. I mean, we're we're just going to This the is hell just out the out beginning, them. folks.
2: It's Get excited. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. A couple other things that I thought were interesting last night, they had elections in Minneapolis. Yeah. Where they had a a full referendum on whether they should disband the police department. Mm. Like, get rid of it. Yeah. Right? Do all the things that they were talking about with the defund the police that they actually started doing. Right. They put to a referendum to see if they could just get rid of it. Right? Got crushed. (laughs) Black voters were like, what the fuck are you talking
1: about? I mean, that's the thing. Like, yet again, like, this, like, woke, stupid CRT garbage that has just completely taken over all thinking in in the Democrat Party. Where, like, the Latinx thing is a great example. Yeah. Okay, in polling it shows, like, 97% of Latino voters do not want to be called Latinx, and then they wonder why Glenn Youngkin won them. Like, the the connection, the the coalition
2: that the Dems had is gone. It's gone. Gone. It's gone. So so let's talk about where we go from here, right? Because this is going to be a short thing. The reason that this had success, it's not just purely environmental. It's not just leaving it to their own sort of views it's stuff like the minions have been doing yep I know how active because I've talked to a lot of you and I've seen correspondence back and forth on what everybody's been doing whether it's investing you know whatever resources that you can muster into some of these key races or whether it's going out and putting out yard signs whether it's talking to your neighbors that shit matters yeah it matters super big in elections like this Virginia would not have happened if not for that kind of energy So where do we go? We got, look, there's a ton of different things that need to happen. We need to do exactly what Smug just referenced in getting candidates like Glenn Youngkin, who can win statewide in the states that they're from. We need to make sure that we get there. We don't do stupid shit, right? We've shot ourselves in the foot before by putting candidates who can't win these elections. I think we're on different footing right now. I feel like everybody's eyes wide open about winning.
0: Well and and the Democrats are going to say, well, we gotta pass HR one, we gotta pass HR four, this John Lewis voting rights bill, and all this bullshit to distract from the fact that they just lost a high turnout, not voter suppression, high turnout election in a state that Joe Biden carried by ten points. Right. (laughs) You were fucking wrong. And I
1: think that's 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 another key takeaway is Republicans win in high turnout elections. Like, it, it, it's not about, oh, boy, turnout's high. Republicans must be losing, like like all, all the Dems and the pundits are telling you. Republicans win in high turnout elections when they run on the kitchen counter issues. And right. that's what Glenn Youngkin did. He spoke about the problems that voters are facing. What a novel idea. What a novel idea. What a idea. novel idea. He listened to what the people were concerned with. He addressed it. He offered his solutions, like that tax cut on groceries, tax cut on gases. Like, uh, gas, it's perfect for the time and the problems that the voters are facing. And that wins.
2: And that's, and that's part of the reason why we're going to keep going through with primary candidates in key races, talking to them here on the program, allow you to make up your own mind about who's got the best pitch. That's the best way to do it. That's the way it works in a democracy. But we're going to help provide all the content for it because we can't get this wrong. If we get it right like we did in Virginia, Katie, bar the door. Katie, bar the door. <laughs>
1: That's a banger of an emergency episode. Emergency pod. Outstanding work, gentlemen. Outstanding work to the Glenn Youngkin campaign, the RGA, everybody, the volunteers, everyone who made that happen. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless.